Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Scale Riders Podcast. This is episode number 115 with your host, 65 Lokes. And my guest for this episode is Rodney Barasa. He was featured on volume two of Lawyer Bicycle Magazine, Spring of 94. He had a piece on there called Plastic Paradise, showcasing a lot of his model cars on there. And I'm pretty sure he inspired a lot of you guys that were seeing these magazines for the first time as they were coming out. So let's go right ahead and call up Rodney and hear some uh, back-end stories to a lot of these builds that he did back in the day. Hope you enjoy. Hello. Hey, what's up, Rodney? Welcome to the Scale Riders Podcast. How you doing? Hi there. Uh, doing pretty good, Edgar. Awesome, dude. Yeah, same yeah. here. Just chilling out right now. I was yeah. um, When I hit you up earlier, I was flipping through the pages of the Lowrider Bicycle Magazine. Yes. And I was just like... Just tripping out, dude, like seeing all that stuff, um, you know, all your work. And then I started to notice like the uh, the wiring as well for the, hy yes. the hydraulic setup. So I yes. was like, oh, man, so I was like, man, there's like so many questions I want to I want to ask you. So um, one of the one of the things that I want to know is and I'm pretty sure a lot of people want to know is how did you get started in model building? Oh, gosh. Um, let's see. When I started in my early teens, like 12 or 13 years old, um, uh, it's basically it was all around me. Like the older, uh, I had an older brother that was into slot car racing. I had a cousin that was into slot car racing. I don't, I don't know if you're familiar with the slot car racing, but it's a, uh, uh, you could, it's a, you have a slot car, a, mo a motorized car. It goes on a racetrack, and uh, 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 those cars you can put, um, uh, it's like a plastic body you put on top. So you could always change the, the look of the car with the body. You could, so you could get the body painted with however many colors you want, different, different styles and, and all that, and then put it on top of the, the motorized part of the car and put it on track and race it. So my... Uh, my older brother and one of my cousins, they were into that. So as a younger uh, uh, brother, I saw that and I was just fascinated with it. And uh, uh, I didn't really get too much into slot car racing, but um, I stumbled across model cars in, uh, like, say, uh, like a thrifty drugstore or a white friend drugstore. Uh, uh, shopping store and I'd come across these uh, model cars and then I was fascinated with it and uh, uh, some of them would re would uh, remind me of what I was seeing around me with the older people that are already able to drive and uh, so I'd so I would get the model cars and didn't really know much how to get started but it just open the box, read the instructions and try to piece it together the best I could. So, so like what attracted me a lot with the model cars were like the box art. It was just like, wow, you know, this box art looks really nice. And then, uh, uh, and then I'd look at them and say, well, this is, looks like some of these low riders that were driving around in my neighborhood. It's like, okay, so I'll, I'll buy that one. And then uh, buy it, try to put it together, uh, 
and uh, like the the supplies available back then are nothing like what they are now. So, uh, you know, first few models I was building were coming out pretty sloppy, and uh, I wasn't too familiar with the different the different manufacturers that you know like like what we're familiar with now, like uh, MPC, AMT, Monogram, Revell. And I started off with a Revell kit. And being that it was like one of my first kits, I, I, uh, it was like, a, to me, it seemed like it was a thousand pieces. <laughs> and so I, 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 I put it together the best I could. I mean, like back then that kit, just the wheels alone, you had to glue the two halves, two halves of the rubber to make one wheel. So just kind of uh, give you an idea how many pieces were were in the box in order to build that model. And uh, <clears throat> so I did the best I could. And a lot of it came out sloppy, you know, the glue everywhere and paint, finger smudges, because, you know, all excited, painted it, started touching it and finger smudges all over the place. And... Uh, so, you know, I had the desire to try to improve myself, you know, say, okay, well, let's not be so anxious, you know. And uh, so then it, it was kind of like, like young people my age kind of evolved where started noticing that other people started building models too you know just with the friends i used to hang out with in my neighborhood and <clears throat> so we'd uh we kind of bounce ideas off of each other and you know just you know we're just kids right we're just kind of i guess it was, uh how would you say it it's just you know like not so much competition but you know I'll build this one. Oh, it looks nice. How'd you do that? Oh, this is what I did. And, you know, this is, you know, I found these colors or I made these scratch built parts. And it was just like, then just bouncing off ideas off of one another. And I, and just that alone was kind of like working on uh, uplifting our skills. Mm -hmm. That's dope. It kept you guys busy. Yeah, exactly. It was fun thing. And it was a, you know, it was art. You know, I, I, uh, I look back and I look at it as, uh, you know, it was constructive, kept us busy. It was a form of art, creativity, and then satisfaction for putting something together, you know, with your own, with your own idea, your own hands, customizing it your own way. So, so, uh, uh, it's kind of how I got started. That's cool. Yeah. And with, with with the friends that that were building, did you guys ever form a model car club or you just kind of just kept building together? Yeah, no, no. Back then, I mean, I was like 12, 13 years old, 14 years old, and it was just guys in the neighborhood that just hang out. You know, never came upon us to actually put a club together. Uh, we would uh, we'd get together. We'd get on the public transportation. We'd go seek out 
hobby stores, arts and craft stores, and uh, uh, you know, go make our make our purchases, get all excited, come home, build, and then based on whatever store we went and purchased from, uh, uh, they would they would uh, advertise that they would be having a model car show. So then that was like a goal uh, to to strive for, right? Mm-hmm. Well, they're going to have a car show. They're going to have a model car show. So, you know, let's, you know, let's do the best we can. Let's build, you know, build something nice the best we can. Get it ready for the show. Put it in the show. See what happens. And so did that a few times at some of the arts and crafts stores. Uh, some were located in the mall. Some were uh, just like one-off arts and crafts stores uh, on a corner store or something like that. Yeah. And, do, uh, do you still remember like the first time you were going to enter one of these contests like the night before? Like were you nervous or or were you like uh, well, excited? No, actually, no, no, no. It, it, it kind of didn't phase me. Uh, not at all. But I mean, it was a big thing because, uh, gosh, I think I was so young. I think I had my mom drive me there, you mm. know. So, so for me, it was a big thing just to just to get there. But no, I, I I was may I may have been a little nervous. I can't remember, but I know that I entered, uh, and uh, it was a big thing. And actually, I won first place. Oh, that's and, cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was just like, oh, okay, you know. So it, it was nice to get that recognition for, you know, dedication and hard work that I put into to building the the model. And actually actually it's one of the uh uh the kits that uh uh I re I redid it later on, but it's the seventy nine Cadillac. I did it in I don't know if you remember, but I did it in a gold mm, uh, I- kind of like a like a Aztec gold uh, color. Mm-hmm. I did see um, on one of the, uh, not the second volume of the Lawyer uh, Bicycle. Um, can't remember which one, but it's a it's a later one that came out, and mm-hmm. it's doing coverage on the NNL West. I believe okay. it was in '96, and it does show a Cadillac, and it it says gold '79 Caddy. That one, yeah. Yes. Okay. And then yeah, it also one... showed like a '62 Impala with it as well yeah 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 so the seven so the 79 cadillac that was one of that was the one that i entered and got first place at the uh the hobby store that hobby store was in a shopping mall north northridge the uh, northridge shopping mall in uh uh northridge california oh no um, not too far from where i'm at right here oh, okay okay yeah so you know as a kid you know i was from Pacoima. And to get from Pacoima to Northridge, that was a big thing. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I went all the way over there, and that was like, you know, it was larger than life to be able to take my little model kit to a big shopping mall and then, you know, be part of that. So, but I I, I don't know. I I didn't, I don't think I felt, I may have felt a little nervous, but it really didn't strike me as a big thing, you know. Yeah, and but uh, that Cadillac there, uh, when I entered in the contest, it didn't look like what it is right now because I redid it. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, it was it was a green, 
some like uh kind of like a jade green color that was kind of like uh uh it was more of a ford uh thunderbird color that i saw an actual lowrider in my neighborhood so i like that green and i put it on the chevy cadillac and it looked nice and that's kind of detailed it all you know the best i could with you know aerosol spray can and uh uh paintbrush you know basically i painted the frame with a paintbrush painted it silver to represent chrome <laughs> so mm-hmm. it was just you know stuff stuff that you know that we would do as kids based on the supplies that were available at the time that's yeah. cool that did, did um did a lot of your friends still continue building in the future or they kind of just stopped doing it yeah um as we got a little bit older uh like after junior high into high school then you know it just kind of it kind of uh became a thing that was for kids Mm -hmm. you know that's kind of how that's kind of how i saw it and then we just it was kind of like something we all grew because we're you know we're at that point we're already you know becoming young adults and actually getting jobs and driving real cars and stuff like that. So model cars was kind of like set aside. Mm -hmm. And when, um, when you were living in uh, Pocoima, did, did you live there for a pretty long time before you move up North? Oh yeah. Yeah. I was there for 25 years, basically born and raised over there. Wow. Okay. Yeah, nice. so I've seen a lot of stuff. There's a lot of lowrider going on in the community. Mm-hmm. You know, motorcycles, choppers, lowriders. Uh, so I was surrounded. You know, I I was just fascinated. I'd see it all around me, and it was it was a fascination. Yeah, and during that time, um, when when like lowrider bicycle magazine came out, were you aware uh-huh. of it? Like when issue one came out? Mm, no. Well. I was aware of issue one because the magazine was already uh, establishing themselves. I mean, mm. if I look back, um, I they had contacted me before they had, they had released issue one, and uh, so so kind of like fast forward from back then when I was a teenager to uh, when I was a young adult. And I picked up the hobby again, and when I was like around 25 years old, and then because uh, I had a passion for, you know, for the whole style, you know, the custom lowrider uh, style vehicle. So as a as a young adult, I picked up the hobby again, and uh, went out to. Uh, the the you know the the drug stores you know because that's where that stuff was being sold there you know some you know like say for instance uh, uh, I guess what would be equivalent today would be like a like a Rite Aid or a CVS and so and during my downtime after work. Uh, 
go to the store, buy whatever my necessities were, and then immediately go cruise through the hobby section and see what was available. And then, uh, you know, I'd see some of the, some of the cars that were to my likings, which was stuff that was being low riding in my neighborhood as a kid. And it would bring back good memories, right? And I, ah, oh, you know, hey, here's a 64 Impala, right? So get to buy it <clears throat> and then uh, start working on it. And then, uh, but the, the models that I had when I was a kid, I still kept them. I was able to hold on to them. So a lot of those models that I had when I was a teenager, I when I picked up the hobby again as a young adult, I was able to redo them. You know, I take the paint, I take them all apart, clean them up, clean up all the parts, take them all apart, repaint them and reassemble them and maybe add, you know, a few more scratch built things to them to kind of like give them the realistic look, you know, like, like a lot of little details that some of the details that the kit wouldn't supply. Mm -hmm. I'd apply, I'd apply, you know, like a fender skirt. And then like, say on the, on the fender skirt, I put a little chrome scuff pad, you know, uh, Venetian blinds, you know, I scratch built some of those and put them on there and try to replicate, you know, uh, uh, a set of Venetian blinds on, on an Impala. That's so, cool. so yeah, I picked it up as a young adult. And then I was kind of like questioning myself. I'm like, you know, why am I doing the stuff that I was doing when I was a teenager? I, am, aren't I too old for this? But I still liked it. It was fun. You know, it yeah. was just like, you know, I would like, it, in my mind, it would like, it would like, it, it would take my mind off of anything that went on throughout the day. And it would put me in this other frame of mind where I can like a, almost it's like an art you know just like you know you just zone out and just say hey you know what I visualize this creation in my mind and then I'll put it bring it to bring it to you know bring it to reality mm -hmm. you know right in front of me so I, you know so I I, uh, I got back into it again uh in my in my in my early twenties and stuff. That's awesome. And during um during that time, did you when you were back into it and doing all these builds, uh, was that then when did when you met like Nathan through Heel? Um, actually, um, yeah. So I started building, and then I started seeking out uh, hobby shops in uh, the San Jose area, and. Uh, then I started learning about uh, gatherings in in on this side of town, like uh, uh, I you know I'd go there was a big hobby store over here called D and J Hobby, and they had a guy that worked behind the counter that was like super knowledgeable about about all these model kits. I mean, he's like super super knowledgeable, you know, like talk to him i enjoyed talking to him and then he helped me out you know if i had questions on a build or what i want to do you know he helped me out and they would have uh again they would have a flyer saying uh 
there's going to be this car gathering or it's going to be like a full-size car gathering and music and food and model cars and all this stuff right so so i went to that and met a group of uh, a group of men that were a little bit older than me and they were into the model cars they, they had a model car display for the car show and so i started learning uh, as i i started venturing out and uh that one car that you mentioned about the hydraulics i i took that to one of to that to that uh model car show and i i uh, they had a nice display uh it's a little booth but i mean i don't know maybe 10 15 model cars you know mm -hmm. and uh so they were all fascinated because I had that uh, 64 that was lifted in the front. And so I stood behind the little display thing and I had my cable wire and my little switch and battery. And when people would walk by, I would make the front end go up and down. And so people would stop and they were like, they were like blown away. And they were like, <laughs> how do you do that? You know, the car would like be, but it wouldn't hop. It was like, uh, it wasn't a hopper. It would just uh, like lift it up and down. Like lock up? Yeah, it would lock up and then it would drop and it would lock up. And people were like blown away, right? Everybody was blown away at the show. They're like, what the hell? You know? <laughs> And I was to me, it was just like, hey, when we were kids, this is this is what we did for entertainment, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so so I I from there, and then through these guys that I met, I started learning about other full size car shows happening in the area, and then so I heard of, and then and then I heard of one show in Los Banos, and. Uh, at the fairgrounds over there. So I was all excited, you know, hey, I want to, you know, take my models, go show them, you know, and see what other people have out there. You know, I was interested in, interested in other people's builds. So that's when uh, a guy from Lowrider was covering the show. And they had a, it was a, it was a fairgrounds, but they had a indoor facility and that's where all the model cars were so again i took that 64 um super sport and i had my switches and so i i was there you know displaying and you know making it go up and down and that's when the guy from lowrider uh i think his name dick dick laroche or dick de laroche but he was a he was a guy from Lowrider, and yeah, he, he he Nathan knows him, and uh, so the guy was fascinating. He says, "Hey, he says, hey, you know, you mind if I photograph your model?" I go, "No, no, 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 go ahead." And then so afterwards, he tells me who he is, and then he tells me that uh, he wants to get in touch with me because they got this magazine that they're starting. And the magazine's covering 
bikes and model cars. So I was like, oh, wow, yeah, yeah. So he says, hey, we'll get in touch with you. Give me your information, yeah. So then some time went by, and then that's when Nathan Trujillo got a hold of me. And he, he came over to my place, and that's when he did the photo shoot. And then uh, that's when he uh, he was all he was all excited, he was, you know, because I had what they were looking for to put the magazine together. And so he did his photo shoot. And all that. And I was all excited, too. I was like, wow, you know? Yeah, that's cool. Something new that was going to be coming out. Yeah, exactly. So so then that's when I learned that there was going to be this mag- Loretta Bicycle magazine coming out. So I was like, wow, that's great. That's great. So then, you know, they, I would ask them when it was going to come out. And... And uh, they would tell me, you know, they wouldn't really, I think that uh, it wasn't something that I was used to, like a monthly magazine. It was like a spring or spring uh, release and then our uh, fall release and winter release. So I think they were releasing it like every quarter, every three months. But so I was really, I was like anticipating, you know, how's this going to look, you know, what's it going to be and all this stuff. So, so I was constantly, constantly going to the, to the liquor store and looking for it on the shelf, you know, and it wouldn't come, it wouldn't come. And, and uh, so finally then that's when uh, I think the first release came out. And I, I'm not quite sure if I made that one, but, then the second one came out, and that's the one that I came out in. So yeah, that so was yeah, the your the piece that they did on you, um, they called it. It was called Plastic Paradise. Yes. Yeah, it's uh, it's a it's a nice piece. I I like it's a two page, uh, one side showing sixty three Impala, your sixty four that you were talking about earlier. Yes. Um, and then also your uh, fifty five Chevy pickup as well oh yeah 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 that's right and uh and then on the other side it has the the article in there yes and um yeah it's really it's a really good article i really like uh when i was reading through it just everything that's in there um especially the part where it explains about the skirts that you did oh yeah Yes. Um, it, it breaks down how you uh, how you use cardboard on the inside yes. so this way you, as like a foundation so when you lay the putty yes um, and then you were smoothing it out with like a toothpick and and just right was that just the process of like layers pretty much letting it dry yeah and... yeah yeah pretty much you lay the the I think it's called squadron putty lay the squadron putty yeah basically layers yeah exactly. And then, you know, try to shape it towards a contour and then uh, like the seam line, uh, you know, with the quarter panel on the skirt. You know, I, uh, like you say, I shaped it. I put the indentation to show that they're two separate parts. You know, so, so for that time, that was a lot of detail. And uh, I... Uh, yeah, that 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 '64 got me a lot of recognition for model car building, uh, and then uh, 
yeah, there's a lot of detail, like you say, the layers mm -hmm. uh, for this to build up the syrup. Because I also put on the front headlights, uh, I did layers of silver paint, and I built on the on the front headlights to simulate um, they call them light light shades or eyelids, oh, okay, where yes. they put that chrome piece on the on half of the front or eyelids they call them on the on the front uh, headlight. And so same thing there, you know, I put a layer of silver paint, straight line, half, half of the, the, the headlight, let it dry, put another layer on there, let it dry. And I just built that up so that it looked like a, a piece of chrome. Cause I, I wasn't aware of bare metal foil back then. So, you know, you gotta improvise, you know, you want to do something, you just gotta improvise yeah so that um that 55 uh chevy pickup uh -huh. did you uh -huh. also have that as well uh with the switch actually no no that one just 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 slammed to the ground just okay. you know, just modified to be slammed to the ground mm -hmm. uh, but that one there uh i had learned through this model club that i joined uh i had uh i had learned how to uh, some techniques on how to make flames. And uh, so I applied that technique. That was like, that was like, you know, it was like a, my first pass at trying to do a trick paint job like that. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, uh, it was, it was pretty challenging, but, you know, it was, I was up for the challenge. Yeah. It also looks like you added like a pinstripe um, on the outside of the flame. Yeah, like, yes. like another color on there. That yeah, again, cool. yeah, yeah. That was again. That was you know with you know with limited limited material and uh, uh, that was that was a technique that I try to apply. And like I say, with it was just my first pass at trying to, you know, I had the idea in my head. I just needed to just to apply it. And so that's what I did. But I mean, you know, compared to paint jobs and stuff that people are doing after that, after those years and all that, it's just like pretty mind boggling. I mean, what 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 uh, people can do, you know. Yeah. But at, at that time, that was pretty advanced for me. Mm -hmm. Your the builds that are on that feature, they look very realistic. Like mm -hmm. they're very true to like what you would see out in the street. Yeah, exactly. That's that was that was my goal. That was what I was striving for to make it to make it to make it realistic looking. Yeah, because even like the the sixty three. Um, looking at the image and just looking at the stance of it as well. That stance. Is like something that I could see on the street, like now, like if I would see a '63, mm -hmm. like that, um, th with the flames and then also the wheels too. Yeah, mm -hmm. good, se good selection of wheels mm -hmm. as well for each model. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, but like, say for instance, that '63, those wheels. I mean, trying to get a pair of wheels or a set of wheels like that back in those days was extremely extremely difficult so 
those wheels came off of a, a European uh, Toyota or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I basically bought a whole kit just to get those wheels yeah. <laughs> right and on. to and to give it this look of like, you know, like true spoke wire wheels. Yeah. Dang. What and yeah. was, was that something you kind of like came across or did somebody recommend like, hey, you mm. might want to grab this kit right here? No. Well, see, the thing is, uh, no, 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 no. It was just from shopping at the at the at the at the hobby stores. You know, it's like like for me, I go to a hobby store and I go to the area where model cars were and the supplies and all that. And my mind would just, I'd go into another dimension, you know, I'd just start, my mind would just start thinking and formulating and trying to figure out, you know, how could I, if I get this kit, how could I, you know, how could I build it the way for my vision, Mm -hmm. you know, because a lot of times you can't, a lot of times one kit doesn't come with everything that you want. But that was back then where, you know, aftermarket stuff and was lesser available. So you have to, you know, you have to instead of go buying a pair of wheels like you can now, you'd have you'd have to go buy another kit just to get the wheels. Yeah. You know, so that that's 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 kind of how I you know, I would formulate what I was how the you know for the for the for the end goal that I was trying to get at. Yeah. And another thing to me that seems like advanced too for that time was like even what you were doing with the with the hydraulics for the car to lift up. Mm-hmm. Um like during that time, did somebody like teach you how to put that together or was it just like you and your friends just kind of figuring it out? Yeah, yeah. It was basically me and my friends. Uh you know, we see the full lot. We're kids. You know, we see the the real size car doing that uh, all around us. And uh, actually, we developed. Uh, it's kind of like an evolving process, but uh, originally, that process was uh, uh, the the axle. You know, you, you, uh, between my friends and myself, uh, somehow we would get a clothes hanger and cut up the, it's a metal clothes hanger. We cut up a metal clothes hanger and we would make a axle. It's kind of hard to describe, but we would make an axle that would, uh, uh, that if you rotate the axle, that uh, uh, based on the axle, the axle would spin, and then the axle would make the car go up and down. Okay. So yeah, we it's been so long I can't remember exactly, but we would get the <clears throat> we'd get the axle, and we would get a rubber band. And we would twist the heck out of the rubber band. <laughs> and the ru- front, so the so the front axle. Let's say you got an axle, and you got a rubber band, and then 
the 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 rubber band would lead to the back of the like say the trunk of the car out the back there and you twist the heck out of the rubber band and then let the rubber band go and the rubber band would spin the axle and the car would like it would hop up and down real fast <laughs> <laughs> yeah right on so that's that's where it started originally uh-huh. with us and then uh gosh and then after th- i i think when i moved over here to san jose i wanted to to try to do the same thing but somehow or another i came up with the idea of uh using the the battery and then again the axle is key you know you have to channel you got the axle from the AMT model and you got to like channel, cut a channel so that the axle has room so that the body has room to go up and down with the axle, you know, raise and raise and lower. And then, uh, I remember on that one there, uh, I didn't do that other method. Like I was saying with a, with a rubber band. So in this case here, I could make the car go up, you know, with a wiring, a little battery pack. The, the, the back then the, the the motor on that would be a a train engine. The hobby store would sell the, these motors for train engines. It was basically a little tiny motor with a sprocket wheel. So uh, uh, it's another evolving process. So so I can't remember what kind of string we used to begin with, but we figured out that fishing string wouldn't break so we started using fishing string on the axle to that train uh, motor and then you hook up you know your positive and negative for like say in this case we're using whatever size battery is so we're using like a double d battery on that battery pack with it and then modify a toggle switch to it and then so you flip the switch and then the the motor would spin the the fishing string, and that would put strain on the front act, the body to pull up from the axle. So then I got that to go up, but then to go down there wasn't enough weight, so I so I was pushing with my finger the front hood down so the car could lay. Mm-hmm. So I was like, ah. Uh, you know, there's got to be a way. Yeah. So, so I got a bunch of pennies. I don't like maybe four, four pennies, three, four pennies, and I glued them all together, and I glued them on the on the frames on the uh, somewhere like in the interior of the motor. Because I think when you have, when you have, uh, uh, I eliminated the motor because. When the axle goes up and down like that, the motor would be in the way. So I had to eliminate the motor, and somehow I I glued like three pennies for weight, and then I lift the car up, and then you release the switch, take off the tension, and then the weight from the pennies would drop the car down. So that's that's kind of like what I came up with in order to make the car go up and down. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. 
And um, back back at that time when you were doing uh that working with like the the switches and all that for the car, coming mm-hmm. up with those ideas, um, were you aware? I don't know if it was during that time when um Barry Garcia had released the there was like a VHS, mm-hmm. that, a collaboration uh, with a company mm-hmm. that was done. Did you did you ever get to see that VHS? Actually, no. But but I do remember. Uh... Uh, I do remember his name, and I do remember uh, his uh, some of his builds, but but no, I didn't I I didn't see the VHS. Is that what is that what you're saying? It was a VHS. Yeah, there was a company that put it out, and I know oh. uh, it was like an instructional video. Um, uh-huh. I've never seen it myself. Um, there's people that have said they've seen it. But the but it's one of those pieces, one of those VHSs that it's kind of very sought after. That people uh-huh. are, we're hoping that we find somebody who has a copy. Hopefully uh-huh. that we could obtain it to view it. You uh-huh. know, because it's been so long. Yeah, yeah. I I I think I think I vaguely remember it from. Well, I just I just remember the advertisement in the magazine. Mm-hmm. But I I never actually saw the video i i it just kind of just blew past me uh because i had mine my system worked the way it did and i was fine with it but um and i didn't i didn't really uh uh become more uh how would you say it uh intrigued until i saw uh some guy from uh from la came to the san jose show the nnl show and he came with i think it was like a 53 chevy panel like a 125th scale and i i i can't remember if it was wired or not wired but <clears throat> he uh he had this panel lifted like all the way around and he could do like side to side and and uh he I can't remember if he could do corners but he was doing all this like remotely like by remote control Dang. and yeah and so I was talking to him and he was telling me that he was using these things called servos. Uh, and the servos come from the uh, that other hobby, model car hobby with those, uh, like the race cars. Mm-hmm. And uh, not the race cars. I think it's, uh, I can't remember the name of those cars, but uh, these guys, they race them around in like a parking lot and stuff. I can't remember what they're called, mm-hmm. but it sounds like he got those servos from those type of racing cars. But oh man, that was just like that was like that was like super super advanced and super cool. And uh, uh, I think I think uh, Jarvis Jarvis the the guy from Netherlands that builds all these lowriders and remote control. Uh-huh. Yeah, RC. Yeah, RC cars. That's what they are. RC cars. I think he does that. Yeah. I'm not quite sure. 
Yeah, because uh, I remember um, last year he came out to NNL, I want to uh-huh. say. Yeah, last year. Um, and you were there as well. Yes. Uh-huh. And I didn't, I didn't get to meet you there. I met you this year, uh, but last year I do remember because I saw him like once the show was done, like days later, he had posted on Facebook that he had met you. Yeah. You guys were like talking and stuff. Yes, and, yeah. Um, and he did mention about you, um, about mm-hmm. seeing like your work and being inspired from back uh-huh. then for him, like, you know, being way out there. And being into the lowrider model cars, exactly. So yeah, I, yeah. That was when I was reading what he had posted. I was tripping out, and I was going like, "That's crazy!" Like, um, like how much time has has passed, and finally how it all comes together, and he finally gets yeah. to to meet you. Yeah, exactly. I I was I was blown away too. <clears throat> so, from what, from I can't remember how we met. Oh, I think I know what happened. I started seeing years went by. This was after the magazine came out and years went by. And I started seeing his videos because I'm, 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 uh, I still have a passion for the hobby that kind of never left me. So with the internet and stuff like that, you know, I'd look up model cars, this and that. And I started coming across his, his work. And I was so amazed. And then I think he remembered me from the magazine. And I think we became friends on Facebook or something like that. And uh, so I'm always I'm always amazed with his work. And then he started corresponding with me, and he was mentioning about the the magazine how they got the magazine over there where he lives and he would spend countless times uh, trying to figure out how to get the car to go up and down and all this stuff. And so he shared that with me. Right. Yeah. And I was just like, blown away. I was like, wow, you know, <clears throat> and we kind of, we became friends, you know, corresponding back and forth. And then at one point he was kind of putting it out there that, NNL's coming up, and I, I I'm very familiar with the NNLs, but I had been out of it for such a long time. So he was mentioning that uh, it's going to be out here where I live, and you know he said, "Oh, it's really cool if you come out. You know, that way I get a chance to meet you." So you know, I admired his work. He admired my work. And I was just like, man, I got to meet this guy, you know? Yeah. So that's when I went to the, like I said, I'd been out of it for years, but I went to the NNL. I have friends and stuff over there too, but I went over there just to, just to meet up with uh, uh, Jarvis. And uh, so I didn't want to leave. I went over there, checked everything out. And I said, I got to go find this guy. And I saw his display and I go, ah, he's got to be around here somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, uh, and sure enough, sure, you know, he was there and, you know, you know, we shook hands, we met and all this stuff. And then he was like, you know, we just shared, you know, we just admire each other's work, you know? And, yeah, but I mean, that's cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was real cool. When, when you got to see his display in person, mm-hmm. uh, were you, 
like were you tripping out like how did how did you feel like when you saw that everything in action because there's a lot going on all the different uh, setups he has in that display exactly yeah i mean he captured it in scale like you know he's got he's got it down to scale really really nice you know i, I was like i'm still blown away at everything he does you know but he's 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 captured everything there you know yeah i think the one of the cars that the, the that he has the boogie knights it's uh-huh. like working wirelessly lifts yeah. up drops down yeah. and does all yeah. these motions exactly that's super cool oh man it's unbelievable i think even the sunroof works it goes in and out you know? <laughs> yeah like wow you know it's just like way beyond you know uh-huh it's, uh, pretty awesome that's cool yeah it's a it's a trip like um like i bet for you you know it's like at the time they took these photographs of your cars and Mm -hmm. you know fast forward to all these years Mm -hmm. you know there's still a lot of people that are building models that never stopped or they took a break and they're back at it Mm -hmm. and 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 a lot of people that have seen these images and were inspired you know your cars and other people's cars that were featured in Mm -hmm. the magazines and and Mm -hmm. it's one of these things where we um i feel like people that get their hands on these magazines still like Mm -hmm. if if they get them on ebay or at a model show or somebody digs them up from their closet it's Mm -hmm. it's still like a source of inspiration and Mm -hmm. i and ideas as well Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. i know when i look through them every time i i find something else like there's a a little discovery like oh dude look at that why Mm -hmm. like like that and it trips me out because i always think man they were already doing this back then you know, mm-hmm. and and it's like right now we have access to obviously like aftermarket parts and all these yes. things, mm-hmm. but some but even having all that, sometimes we still need that inspiration and stuff. So we still go back and like we respect like all these builds that are on these magazines. You know, mm-hmm, it's it's mm-hmm. almost like a like a bible you could say, mm-hmm. you know. And um, it's like the the sixty four we were talking about earlier, even mm-hmm. the one of the the mirrors it's uh mm-hmm. like the the corner that little corner window is like cut out and like open yeah you know right. little <laughs> things like that that you see yeah. and you go man why don't i do that to my car because you know we're, <laughs> it's just used to like just putting the the glass in there there it's set uh-huh, but then uh-huh. that's going the extra length yeah exactly yeah 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 see like like you said about the the, the wing window uh yeah exactly like what you say you go the extra length right so yeah, the you know, it just it's like I look at when I build, I'm just like I I want this thing to be realistic, you know. I don't want to I don't want it to look like, you know, just whatever. I want it to like I want it to uh, like basically just you know make it come to life, you know, like just like you said earlier. You know? So some of these they look like it's something you'd see on the road, mm-hmm. and that that's what I would strive for, but. uh you know, it's like we all learn from each other. So, so some of these ideas, you know, I just I come up with them on my own, and some of them I learn from other people within the the model club that I was in. So, like one of the techniques was uh, an exacto knife. You know, like I, you know, part of part of. A lot of my prior builds were 
you know, I I wouldn't even use an exacto knife, you know. So, so I learned how to use an exacto knife, you know, to cut my parts. You know, it was like clean parts. It was like that's what I learned from the model club. You know, like when you take your parts off the parts tree, you know, you can't just break them off and glue them on. Is what it's kind of like what I used to do. Mm-hmm. But you know, they I started learning that you know you break your take your parts off with an exacto knife. And then you file them down with either sandpaper or, you know, emery board. And then, oh, 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 oh yeah, you, you, yeah, you take the parts off with an exacto knife, you know, and make less burr on there so there's less cleanup to do. You know, you got to make all your, all your uh, parts from the parts tree, you know, clean. Yeah. So started learning that. And then, you know, these guys were like opening stuff. Yeah. You know? They were like, you know, opening doors, opening trunks, creating hinges, you know. So, you know, some people would just open a door or trunk and it would just be, you know, static, you know, just right there. It wasn't operable. And so I started learning, you know, how to build hinges, how to cut, how to cut those parts off real clean. And it was with an exacto knife. So that's, that's, I said, you know what? I mean, this is a minor detail, but to me, it's going to give it a realistic look. Yeah. So, so I got the wing window, and I used my exacto knife, cut it off, sanded, sanded it, and then, you know, uh, back then the uh, testers glue. To me, this was different from like that toothpaste style glue they would squeeze a squeeze a glue and it go all over a darn place mm-hmm. so they they came out with a cleaner way of applying the testers glue it's like through a you guys probably use it it's like it goes through like a little metal tubing thing where you could just dab a tiny bit on there and it's it's just enough so that's what i did you cut cut off that wing window clean it up with sandpaper you know, put the right amount of glue on there, tack it on there, and then boom, make it in the open position. Yeah. So, 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 yeah, those, you know, those, you know, you had the little detail touches to make it realistic. I mean, that was, that was, that was always my goal. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Do you still have these model cars in your collection? Yeah, actually, actually, I do. I yeah. still do. That's dope. Yeah. Any yeah. uh, any plans like in the future to maybe bring them out to like a future NNL or any any show to show that? Uh, yeah, I'm not no not really. I mean, uh, n- well, no. Uh, to me, in my mind, I mean, uh, if I do, I mean, I I, I throughout throughout the years like say i got back into it again uh during some downtime in between jobs and my time off i i got back into it and again i i i remake an old kit you know start start all over you know disassemble it clean it up start all over from scratch build it so uh that was just like personal hobby. I really nothing. I don't know. To me, uh, I mean, the hobbies come a long ways. 
and uh, I mean, it's 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 almost intimidating, you know, to put something in a at an NNL, you know, because I mean, the the, the level of uh, the level of uh, uh, expertise that goes into that is just like, you know, I was like, wow, you know, you know, I I missed out on, you know, my skills aren't like what they used to be. I miss out on a lot, of, you know, all this stuff. You know, it's like, how can I? You know, I rather build something new than to bring my old stuff. Mm -hmm. Is what I'm saying. So, like my old stuff, yeah, it's it was good. It's back then, sort of timeless as well. But I mean, uh, I'm 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 looking to evolve and to and to come up with new stuff, and then you know, bring out new stuff to go along with you know the current times. You know. Yeah. Pro no, that's cool. Yeah, maybe we'll we'll see. Maybe in the future, we'll probably start bugging you. Hey, bring them out, bring them out. <laughs> nah, but I I I know what you're saying though. I, I feel you. Yeah, you always wanna you wanna bring something out like new. Uh -huh. You know. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. No, nah, that's cool. What's your um, looking back? What would you say is like your favorite all time model car that you always was like? You know, this is the, I always like building this car. Oh gosh. Uh... Guys, they well, <clears throat> I don't know. I, I they're all, you know, at, at, at the given time that they were being built. I mean, they're all they're all special to me. You know, um, it's just it's a it's an evolving process. You know, it's like oh yeah, I started here and then, you know, my skills got better and then, you know. I like that one. Yeah, no, this other one. Skills got better. I like this one. Skills got better. I like that one. You know, so I, 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 I like them all. Yeah, it was like it's like phases, huh? Like a steps. Like you learn something, and then the next one, you kept just climbing up more and yeah. more on the skills and and learning. Absolutely, yes. That's cool. And and the NNLs um, are are those shows that you look forward to every year. Or did you like take a break from going to them like back then? Yeah, because I, I was in a model club uh, here in uh, uh, San Jose, and the guys that were I was in the club with they were heavily involved with the hobby, and in fact they were uh, heavily involved with uh, putting on the NNL shows. So it was kind of like automatic, you know, for for me to be there because you know we i was in the club and then we would we would meet i think we'd meet once a month you know and this went on for several years so um you know you develop a pretty good rapport of friendship with them and you know the common you know the common denominator there is you know model cars and nnl <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> So it's kind of like automatic, you know, it just, it wasn't really, I look forward to them. It was just like, Hey, this is routine. This is what we do. You know, boom, yeah. boom, boom. You know, <laughs> That's tight. And, yeah. um, when the magazine, uh, like the, the lowrider bicycle magazines were, were starting to come out, you know, you started to come across, across like the future issues, um, uh, during that time, was that bringing more of an excitement? Like, that you knew like people like they wanted to be featured in the magazine or hoping they would be featured. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 I, I, uh, I got a, 
uh, 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 I developed a, a lot of friends uh, that uh, they wanted to be in the magazine too. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, e- even to this day, even though that magazine's what back in in the uh, mid to late nineties, uh, sometimes when uh, I see these guys, they're already, I you know, I work with a lot of youngsters and stuff, and I mean that's the first thing that they say, you know, it's just like. Oh, there's Ronnie. He came out on a lowrider magazine, but <laughs> <laughs> That's and cool. uh, but but the, back then, uh, I was involved with a community with uh, with uh, young young youngsters, and the big thing back then was building bikes and building model cars, and going to rec centers and having car shows, and it was like you know, city, uh, sponsored by the city, you know, I was kind of, you know, help, help youngsters, you know, do, uh, uh, keep them busy. Yeah. And like learn, with, learn some new skills too. Yeah. Positive. Yeah. Positive, positive things, you know, keep them busy. Mm-hmm. So, so when I came out on the magazine, you know, my next thing was like, well, how do I get these guys in the magazine? And they were down. They wanted to, you know, they wanted to be part of the magazine too. Yeah. So, so yeah, 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 yeah. This, yeah. Uh, several of them got their bikes featured, uh, and uh, model cars. Not not too many model cars. Uh, maybe a couple got model cars, but but um, but yeah, no, they were. Psh- that was a big thing. I mean, these guys would get the magazine, including myself, and they're just like, you know, you flip through the pages and, you know, get all excited. You know, it's cool, you know. So, so yeah, no, a lot of a lot of people were interested. Yeah, it trips me out, like, uh, how, I mean, I'm assuming, like, if you think about it, like, how many of these magazines were being printed, like, and being distributed all over the U.S., you know? Yeah. Um, cause like Loiter, the Loiter magazine was already being distributed everywhere. So yeah. distribution was there. Once they right. came out with the new magazine, Loiter Bicycle, that mm-hmm. just fell into place along with those right. magazines. And then remember the Loiter Arte ones too? Yeah. So, so like, it's crazy. Like just when you really think about like all the, all the different states, you know, cities, counties and everything all over the U S exactly, you know? And then during a time where where people were building model cars, like people were being more hands-on or playing outside mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. doing things like that. Yes. Um, it's And then, you know, there's no no internet either. So, exactly. like, the source is this magazine right here at the time. Yeah, exactly. That's like the exactly. internet. So you see yeah. it and you're like, dang, look at that. And then the tutorials that they also did on there, uh-huh. teaching people how to do stuff too. Absolutely, yeah. That that's important. A, a cool thing yeah. on there. Very, very important. So, like, that's how I that's how I uh, became friends with uh, uh, Jarvis. You know, here the guys way out there in the Netherlands, and then uh, actually, like, while I was here, I was building, and some of the guys in the in the club, 
they're 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 all they're all pretty pretty advanced you know builders but they're in a different style than i am so uh there's a there's a show i don't know i don't know how often they do it but uh i think i mean the ultimate show to be recognized for your work is uh was in salt lake city utah and uh i think it's called the gsl i don't know what it stands for but uh uh one of the one of my buddies from the show and i uh went out there to uh enter our kits our our in the show uh, we flew we took airplanes at a hotel for the weekend salt lake city and uh i mean that 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 show there is like some major serious technical judging and so we took our kits and all that and while i was there there was a guy uh i don't know if he was a builder or just a spectator but he saw my kiss and he saw me and he recognized me. And he was from out of state somewhere. And when he came and approached me, I was just like, I was like so blown away. I was just like, wow, you know, this guy's from a, you know, from clear across the country. Uh -huh. And he, he knows me and he recognized me for this, for my work and all this stuff. And I was like, I was so blown away. Yeah, you that's know? tight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a trip cuz even like now, like right now on um through like Instagram or even Facebook, uh -huh. in the model community like you got these guys that will create a model car, you know, they'll 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 give it their style, their flair to mm -hmm. it, mm -hmm. a mm -hmm. certain paint job, certain car. And I mean, obviously all of us can go out and we can buy the same kit, but mm -hmm. since everybody has their own style, mm -hmm. it, it's like you know people fall in love with these cars and then that becomes like that person's car or or that particular model is like it's almost like you get recognized for that car right you know and and it, it's just a trip like every i feel like everybody has like a car or some cars that mm. that are like they become somewhat like iconic mm -hmm. and where people are like man dude every time i see that car or that car inspired me to do this Mm -hmm. and it's cool and that's tight that even you know through the magazine like that person saw your work and is already recognizing you mm -hmm. on that right there yeah yeah it's, it's pretty amazing yeah that's cool from looking at it you know from back 90s to now mm -hmm. um are you like how do you feel you know as far as like just seen that it, it never like it hasn't stopped like it's still continuing and it's still oh. it keeps being pushed more and uh, more i think it's i think it's great i think it's awesome i mean uh like i'm just barely becoming reunited with n and l and you know there's a big gap in time from me attending and so like this past year uh, you know, I developed friendship with Armando Flores as well. And uh, uh, I forgot somehow or another, him and I connected. Oh, and he, some, I forgot what happened, but uh, he mentioned about NNL. 
And then being there, I live in the area, I say, hey, you know, you're going to be in the area, you know, stop by, you're close, you're close by where I live, blah, 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 we'll meet up or something like that. And then he was saying, oh, we're going to, we're going to meet Friday night in Fremont at a pizza parlor. So I was like, yeah, okay. So I went, I went over there, but I went late when everything was just breaking up. Uh-huh. People were going home. But, I mean, the number of people that were there and the model kits that were there, it was just like, I was blown away. Uh-huh. You know, because all the participation and, what you know, what people are doing now, it's just like, I was, you know, uh, I'm pretty amazed. I'm happy, you know, because uh, I think during, there was a time when uh, it kind of, there was a lull. It kind of, the activity went, uh, you know, went through a lull. And because there was a point in time when, uh, uh, what are they called? Die casts. Okay. A lot of, a lot of manufacturers started building die casts. And then the, the hobby started going that direction where, People would just go buy a die-cast model and do a few modifications to that, and they'd go in and put it in a car, in a in a model contest. Oh wow! In the contest, dang. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I like that's when I was kind of like I was like kind of like not really enjoying the hobby that much mm-hmm. because it kind of took away from the actual you know building it yourself. Yeah, yeah, because the hobby stores over here were promoting those diecasts big time. So, mm. you know, the, the easiest thing to do is just go buy a diecast and just make you know make a uh, a diorama around it. Mm-hmm. So it was more like your creativity was in a diorama, not the the kit itself. Yeah, because I remember. Yeah, I remember. Uh, like there was a time where I wasn't building any model cars. Um, coming out like around high school time. And then I remember seeing a lot of die cast in, in stores or like a Toys R Us, a Walmart, yeah, yeah. even gas stations. Sorry, yeah, exactly. like Jada and all this yes. stuff. Yeah. And, and I'll, and dub and all this stuff. And I was like, right, right. dang. And I remember having a friend who used to build and him telling mm-hmm. me like, man, you know what? I haven't built, I don't got time, but. I feel like just buying one of those Impalas and just leaving it like that or changing the exactly. wheels and just putting yeah. it on my shelf. Yeah, exactly. Because they would make them, they would make them with like a pla- see-through plastic uh, cover. You didn't even have to open the box. It was like, you could just see the whole vehicle right there. Yeah. And, and, and that was his thing. He just wanted to buy it because... He just wanted to have like that eye candy satisfaction of like every time he was going to walk out of his room or come back in the room that he would see an Impala right, right. on his shelf, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did that too. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, yeah, because it's, um, it's one of those things, you know, like we, we have our model cars and, and if you have the space or the area to display a car, mm-hmm. that, that's always a thing that you stare at when you walk into that room or, or you walk mm-hmm. by it. You're always looking at it. And if one day somebody tries to play a joke on you and they move it or they try to hide it, 
right away you're like, wait a minute, something's not right. <laughs> Where's that car at? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. Eh, eh, the passion is there. Yeah. It's crazy because it's all it's almost like having like uh like family pictures, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And you you always want to look at that every time yeah. you're in there. Right. So Man, but yeah, it's crazy. I, I didn't, you had never, I never even thought about that. I mean, I never, at that time, I never got to go to any model shows to see any like die cast being displayed, mm. you know, um, to me when, um, when, like when I was growing up, I didn't have, we only had one hobby shop in the town of Oxnard. Mm. And at that time, I mean, I was not aware of mo any model shows, um, mm. the, the bicycle magazine, I probably didn't pick it up until like late, like 95, 96 mm -hmm. when, um, uh, maybe like volume, like, like eight or nine mm -hmm. on there. So okay. it was kind of, kind of late, but, mm -hmm. but even though just look, looking at those, I would always look at the page where it would show you like the back issues. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. then, and then I was always like, man, like I want to get those first issues yeah you know exactly i was like man how do you how do you get those and i know right. i had to you could cut it out and mail it in but yes at the time like i just couldn't see myself telling my parents like hey can you right. set, can you put money or a check and mail this <laughs> out and let's see if it shows up you know <laughs> like nah they weren't gonna do that <laughs> you know? yeah that's funny yeah so i i didn't even know about any any model shows or nothing and and you know it's funny how you were earlier how you were mentioning about um uh, taking parts out of the the sprue like the tree uh -huh. and even with my friends we wouldn't uh we didn't use a knife we would just like twist them sure yeah you know just twisting it until it would right. like come off right and i remember like just the pieces always having like a little sharp or jagged little corner yes right you know and then uh yeah we had a glue would glue everything together uh -huh. um the bodies i remember uh -huh. we would just put the body on top of a box and uh -huh. we'd be in my friend's backyard uh, -huh. uh whatever paint that we can get from the garage we, uh -huh. would, we would use uh -huh. and it was only the exterior uh obviously the part that would get painted uh -huh. and we were very impatient you know like you said like the fingerprint sure. smudges uh -huh. so those were there and uh -huh. Once we were like, all right, all right, like two hours passed. We've had it sitting here in the sun. It's ready. Right. And then we'd like grab it and we, and we, but we would never paint the bottom like underneath. Uh -huh, uh -huh. So it would, you could still see the, the styrene sure. uh, color on there. And, uh -huh. um, yeah, I still have, um, I'd say, uh, like a couple models from that time. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And, um, one of them, it's a 67, the AMT Impala that was made by yes. AMT, AMT. And that one, I I didn't know nothing about clear coating, you know, or uh, or even primer. I just uh -huh. straight painted it with with uh -huh. the testers uh -huh. uh, color, and I just left it like that. I put the decals uh -huh. over that thing, uh -huh. and to me, I was like, well, I because I picked like the the gl gloss paint. Uh -huh. So to me, I was like, dude, it's shiny. It's it's yes. cool. Like it's ready, right. you know. To me, yeah, yeah. And then I never knew nothing about clear coating. And I mean, now I know I'm aware of it. So it's kind of mm -hmm. like funny when I look uh -huh. back at it. But uh -huh. every time I look at this car, it takes me back. But then I, I start, I'm starting to see the paint already starting to fade. Uh -huh. And you, you could see like the bare, like styrene 
in some areas uh, um, of it. But I uh, still I still leave it like that just because I just uh, like the way it looks. Okay. It takes me back. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Where you know, I like you say you you have one from back then, and like what I did with mine, the ones that were I had from back then is I, I redo them, and I, I you know ref, I freshen them up and just make them make them up to date. That's cool. So, like a, like yeah, 2. you know, 0. because yeah, exactly because you know, um, I don't, I don't, I. I'm not too sure if I know anybody who does that. I mean, everybody just just let it be and get a new kit, start all over. Mm-hmm. But I'd I'd get real meticulous and take them apart and then redo them. So I think that itself that's 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 I mean that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Do you ever do you ever think about like if you weren't building any model cars, like what hobby or what would you be doing like back in the day? If you never got into that? Well, I mean, I, you know, I did bicycle riding, BMX. I did a uh, uh, mini bike, you know, built a mini bike, rode that, skateboarding. Nice. You know, so, so I did, I did a little bit of all that, you know, played yeah. baseball. So, uh, you know, and just, you know, just hang out with friends and, you know, we, Play baseball or football in the streets, or at the when school was closed, we'd go play in the in the uh, in the field. Uh-huh. So, but no, nah, I don't know. That maybe the the model car stuff was, I guess, I don't know. My vision towards growing up, I guess, uh-huh. you know, like hey, you know, like one day I'm gonna be driving a car. You know, this is the kind of car I want to drive. So started messing around with it with model cars that's that's pretty cool right there yeah every that's the thing like getting that that vision when you're staring at that car Mm -hmm. you're just like hoping like one day i'm gonna buy one yeah get me one of these yeah exactly that's pretty dope yeah Mm -hmm. um what are your plans for for the future like for as far as like projects and and things you want to do with the model building Mm, yeah, no, I, uh, I, I hope to, um, it's kind of hard, you know, as, uh, cause my priorities change and stuff like that right now. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, like I, at one point I, uh, had a area in my house where I could, uh, kind of like I would, you call it a computer room and, uh, I had a table and so I made a special effort to clear off the table and turn it into like a workbench for a model car building and did that, did that. I come up with a, I came, I've been building, but it's just nothing that's been featured or nothing has been out to shows. Um, and, you know, just throughout the years, you know, I want to keep, keep building, but I'm, right now, right now, the last few years, it's been kind of hard for me to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, 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 uh, I have an unfinished 60 Impala that I'm working on and, uh, uh, I lost a trunk lid. I, I was, I was building the, 
kid out in the backyard. They had all my parts and stuff laid out on a table. And then uh happened to be a windy day. So all my parts and everything just scattered. And so I think the following day I figured it out, you know, I'm like, hey, what happened? You know, so uh went around the yard and everything, just picking up all these little pieces. Some of them some of them even blew into my neighbor's yard, somewhere they're knocking on his door, hey, you know, some of my stuff flew in your yard, is it right? I go back there. And I, I'm pretty sure I found everything. The only piece that I couldn't find was the the, the trunk lid. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So that just that my building, uh-huh. that thing just just everything came to a screeching halt. Yeah. You know. Uh-huh. You because need that piece. It, yeah, it was a custom. It's a custom paint job. And even though I could, I could probably repaint it. I mean, it's not that custom. It's uh, I just use some house of color stuff like, like they used they used to sell house of color at Walmart. I don't know if you remember that. I I, I didn't get to see that, but I did have one of my friends had mentioned that to me. Yeah, yeah, they carried a big variety of uh, house of color and aerosol can, and also in the um, uh, I don't know what you call it, but like a liquid jar. It was in liquid form for uh, airbrush. And uh, so it, it's, I I still have some remaining color that that I painted the car. And, but I was just like, I don't want to have to repaint it. You know, you know it was just like, I didn't, I was kind of, I didn't think that it was going to match up that well if I repainted it. So, I mean, this has been years, and even to this day, sometimes I'll go in the backyard and I'll look under the bushes and look under the deck, hoping that I'll find that trunk lid. Yeah, that it's still around. Dang. Yeah, but I think it's long gone. Uh-huh. Uh, for whatever, I don't, I don't know. I've turned, I've turned my garage inside out and looked on the back and I just can't find the deck lid. But, I mean, I have a 60, 60 Impala on deck right now that... Um, uh, it, it, it's, it'll be another one of those realistic looking ones too mm-hmm. yeah that's awesome yeah well i hope i hope you know the the like we already know the hobby will always be there so Good. you know even if uh if, if it takes a while you have to take a break from it to mm-hmm. handle priorities it's always gonna be there waiting for you yeah you know and right and i'm sure like a lot of people are gonna be building back at home and depending what platforms are out there in the future they're going to be showcasing and showing stuff online and building up some friendships and then later you know getting to meet everybody in person yeah, at these shows. yeah absolutely absolutely yeah like uh like i met you mm-hmm. uh and then uh drivers Jarvis introduced me to armando i seen armando in the magazine and all that but never really met him but then i you know i got to actually meet him you know so and then you know other guys in the club and all that and and uh so no it's great you know it's great great to uh and i mean you know even though i'm not building if i go to a store and i and i see a kit that that i gotta have uh, i'm still buying it yeah <laughs> even no, that's though, good even, even though I'm not going to build it, I'm still buying uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. You know? No, yeah. And then, you know, 
part of doing that, you're also supporting the store mm-hmm. and the hobby as well. So that's yeah. good. But I mean, yeah, got the, I remember when I was searching for my thoughts and ideas and supplies and all that. And uh, so the guy, like I said, uh, the hobby store, he would, his advice was always uh, to write to the manufacturer, you know, cause I'd go, we'd, you know, we'd go there and, Hey, do you have this? Do you have this year? Do you have this model? Why not? Da, 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 da. He's like, well, you gotta, the only way it's going to happen is if you write to the manufacturer. So, you know, we we're writing letters to the manufacturer. Hey, you know, AMT, you know, we want this, we want that. Da, 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 da. But now, I mean, gosh, they're, they're coming out with such, you know, all the, all the vehicles that, that, we ever wanted from back in the day yeah they're releasing yeah. a lot of stuff yeah so it's it's uh it, it's you know it's you know for the for the hobby itself you know it's uh it's, you know great times you know there's a lot of stuff available yeah that's true i um i i get this feeling that you know i don't i don't know in how many years but i think people are going to probably start you know, like 3D printing their own bodies <laughs> yeah, or, or yeah. custom, you know, like how people are casting resin uh, yeah, yeah. pieces that the, they're going to go on the computer and design, you know, yeah. some, some new look or some, some type of new design they want to introduce and exactly, they, and they yeah. just get that donor and, and do that swap and, and create it from there. Yeah. To tell you the truth, uh, at the NNL, uh, one of my old buddies from the model club, he was there. And we were talking about that. And he showed me one of his vehicles he made. Uh, and uh, this thing had a, had a blower on the engine. And he told me he made that blower uh, from 3D printing. Wow. There so, you go. That's cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because it's all, it's all going to start from them creating, printing out the smaller pieces. Mm-hmm. And then later... Um, leading up to like once once they start getting their those bigger printers mm-hmm. then they'll be able to print out like a a full size body cuz i think mm-hmm. i mean i um wow. i had interviewed um a previous episode uh david guerrero he uh he he doesn't live too far maybe a, maybe about an, an hour or so from san jose mm-hmm. and he also builds model cars and he uh, 3d prints parts and he's been he's been getting like more into it and um he was we he was saying that you know th- there's newer machines coming out because there's a lot of competition with those machine the companies mm-hmm. that are producing them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they're obviously making them faster where mm-hmm. they're to print something it's not taking as long mm-hmm. and even um like the the machines as well like they're they're upholding for longer periods of time uh, till you have to replace a certain uh, piece in it, and I'll later I'll text you a photo. Um, he 3D printed uh, interior door panel. Wow! So he just created, he designed his own panel, and mm-hmm. he uh, he's working on a Nomad, a wagon. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he's putting in a lot of his his like custom pieces into that, mm. and which is something that later he wants to, um, I guess, make available for people. And, mm-hmm. and, um, he just says he's just having fun with it right now. He, sure. Sure. You know, he's just like super excited and, and just whatever comes to mind or people hit him up 
hey, can you do this? They throw ideas at him, and then he just uh-huh. goes from there producing them. Wow. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, like you say, like resin, right? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. like, uh, like for like for me from back in the day when I was when I was uh, uh, in my early years of model building, resin. I mean, that was pretty advanced back then. When that was coming mm-hmm. out, resin. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah so that was like, like what? Yeah, these guys, like some of the guys in the model clubs, and they were. They were making bodies. I, can, well, I can't remember they were making bodies, but they were making parts. They were making like wheels and uh, uh, I can't remember. Man, they could have been. They, they could have been making bodies. I'm not sure, but yeah, there was a few guys that that had the capability to, to do resin, build stuff out of resin. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, no, I mean, a lot of stuff available for us. Yeah, we just gotta, you know, as time goes on, we're gonna we're gonna sit back and see what these guys produce. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's gonna be uh, interesting to see what uh what what comes out in the future. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm excited just from seeing it. I just see it, I see it just evolving, and and I I feel like it's gonna be around for a long time to come. Mm. Wow, you know. Um, but I'm pretty sure everybody, even myself in the future, I'll probably buy a printer as well. Like a 3D printer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, they do say they're, they're getting a lot more cheaper as wow. well. Yeah. That, that whole thing is like way beyond me right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. It's beyond the, beyond my thinking, but you know. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see uh, what happens. Is there any, uh, any shout outs or anything you want to, um, give out before we wrap this episode up uh well uh yeah like uh jarvis maybe pronouncing his name wrong it's just jarvis out there in the netherlands and then uh armando out there in burbank you know those uh the to me those guys are top notch so you know i just want to say you know you guys are awesome and uh, everything you guys are putting out is awesome Sweet. Awesome, man. Well, thank you, uh, Ronnie. It was a pleasure talking to you. Yeah, nice uh, meeting you. Yeah. yeah, likewise. This was cool. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I hope in the future we get to see each other at, at mm-hmm. one of the, the future NNL shows. Sure, um, absolutely. Yeah. Out there up north. Yeah, 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 yeah. I look forward to it. Awesome. Well, let's uh, let's keep in touch. And, um, and, you know, when we have the time, let's build some stuff. Sure, absolutely. Awesome. Well, you have a good night. Okay. All right. You too. Right, Ronnie. All right. Bye. Bye.